Welcome to Navigating the Universe with your hosts, Michael and Zach. Even when I uh, go on, go on the uh, sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, in my case, it's always missed. It's not hit and miss. It's always missed. Right. Hmm. Well, maybe it's. Uh, I know when I was in Bali, I I, I got international. I paid an international subscription on Skype to use it most of the time because yeah, I had trouble there using uh, direct uh, direct through to um, blog talk. But anyways, we're mm-hmm. hooked up, and it's good to, to hear your books and have a partner here. Um, like I was telling the audience, uh, Zach is taking his own time again, doing some internal processing. So totally understand that. And how are things in, uh, in Belgium? Well, that's the great news, Michael. It's not in Belgium anymore. Is it, what's that? It's what? <laughs> I said that's the great news. It's not in Belgium anymore. Oh, where are you now? In Portugal. Oh, wow. Very nice. So what's life like there? So, oh, life is good, Michael. Let me tell you, life is good here. Mm. Uh, I don't know whether I mentioned, well, I certainly mentioned it to you. Uh, I guess but, uh, my memory is not what it used to be my shorter memory at least but uh, I probably had mentioned this to you I don't know whether I mentioned it on air but uh, it's been a project of mine for a while to move and settle here in that amazing right. land of uh, Algarve uh, which is uh, uh, the southernmost province of Portugal and here I am here mm. I am we finally Very did nice. it. Very nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to have a, a you know a dream for such a long time like that and to make it happen. I've I've um, had that for certain locations and it still really hasn't happened in, in, in that part for me. So yeah, right on. So what are what are you doing now? Are you living like are you by yourself now? Are you living with somebody? Are you are what do you what else are you doing? I am enjoying myself by myself uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know in what direction you had um, uh, planned to take this episode, but uh, I'd be quite happy to talk about my experience because uh, I believe it's really significant and it could resonate for a lot of people. That sounds really good. Um yeah, what I put together, maybe we can bring in a little bit later in the show, but for sure, I, we'd love to hear. I know I'd love to hear your experience. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, as I said, it has been a project of mine for a while, and um, um, it, it's more than just a personal project, because the way it feels is really that it's in alignment with my being and with the... Uh, unfoldment of my organic timeline and I believe that um, particularly at this time this very uh, crucial crucial time that we are in um, our beings are doing the best they can to have us at the perfect locations. And when I say perfect, I mean the places where we are going to have the biggest impact in terms of our alchemy with the land. Yes, I agree. And 
yeah yeah I, I believe that's really part of the transcendence process that the earth is going through at the moment those of us who have made these agreements with her to be part of certain activations are being relocated to the points where you're going to be able to trigger those activation processes and to me that's what it's all about uh, this move of mine uh, I feel the alchemy I have with the land and, and mind you I've just arrived here uh, 12 days ago but I could feel immediately well I had already felt it before you know uh, because I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit um, okay I'm going to backtrack even a little bit more to provide proper context to my little story here. So uh, I have felt an attraction for this country of Portugal as a whole for quite some time. I mean, for <laughs> really at, at least 20 years, at the very least, at the very, very least 20 years. And I've had the project of visiting for quite some time as well, but uh, it, it, the idea was to just to visit initially. It was not to uh, settle here. It was to visit. And for whatever reason, that never happened. That was put on the back burner for for a very long time. And then, like maybe three years ago, a little bit over three years ago, three and a half years maybe, um, it suddenly became um, not an issue, but um, how would I phrase that? It suddenly became a theme, a theme for me to know where uh, I was supposed to go. Before I was back, because uh, I was back in Belgium, after um, a stay of two years in England, and I didn't really want to go back to Belgium because it was my feeling that I was done with that part of the world for uh, already for a while at that time. So I didn't really want to come back, but I had to. And um, situations made it clear after a while, no, very quickly, in fact, after my return, that I was there, among other things, to attend to pretty big family matters that needed to be dealt with. And so, um, as I said, uh, a few months after being back in Belgium, for reasons I'm not going to uh, enter into in detail, uh, the, the theme presented itself to me, okay, where on earth would I go? And Portugal presented itself in a pretty evident fashion to me. It was like, uh, okay, this is kind of obvious. You know, this is kind of obvious. Portugal seems to be the place. Yeah. And um, it was in the course of last year, in the course of uh, 2019, I started to do research uh, on the country. And I progressively narrowed it down. So first, uh, 
I became aware that the the area in Portugal was supposed to be Algarve, which is the as I said the southernmost province. And I started to research to gather information on Algarve and again pretty quickly I narrowed it down to two different areas uh, on the coast on the coast of Algarve. And Finally, I decided to get here in order to have the direct experience so that I would be able to make my decision and to pick one of these two areas. And funnily enough, uh, I spent almost all of my time in the area that I didn't pick. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no kidding. So... Um, yeah, uh, th- that place, the, the other place, the the one that I didn't choose is called uh, Tavira, and it has a, a, an amazingly interesting ecosystem, and I'm I'm convinced that the energy of the land there absolutely great, but it's been captured, it's been mm. hijacked to an absolutely insane level because you have like thirty churches in that town, right, right. which is just a yeah, it's a 20,000 uh, resident town, you know, and it has like 20 churches and like <laughs> 20 convents as well. Hello? Mm. So uh, all the energy that is being harnessed by these places and uh, hijacked into the, the Catholic Church net energy grid, it's pretty amazing. So the place has become kind of anesthetized, I might say. Um, and from there, I made one single trip here, where I am now in Lagos, for, just for one day. But the moment I stepped off the train into this town, the feeling of recognition was absolutely instantaneous and so mm. strong and so deep. And so delicious. And it was like, you know, my cells were bubbling, like they were in, in effervescence. And mm. I was giggling like a lunatic on the street. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, the, and that feeling was emerging from deep within, and it was coming out of my mouth. I am home. I am home. Wow. Right, right, right. Wow. And so... Uh, it has become a very um, a very clear and maybe I would say determined project to uh, really come here and settle things then. And um, I wanted to wait initially until the house in which I was living would be sold, because I'm not the I'm not the owner of the property my ex-partner is but I knew that if the property was sold uh, she would gift me with uh, uh, part of the money so uh, I would have feel more uh, it would have given me an extra layer of comfort mm-hmm. if uh, things had happened that way but they didn't uh, the 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 house is still on the property is still on sale at the moment, 
but I knew that I uh, was not supposed to stay there later than September. Mm-hmm. And I had, I had told my ex-partner, I had said, listen, uh, uh, I, I feel I cannot stay beyond September. Uh, I'm not able to hold energetically longer than that. And I also wanted to uh, um, be where I'm supposed to be before whatever October surprise might erupt because um, we know that the energy is going to be extremely intense in October and we don't know what exactly is going to manifest. Uh, But we know it might get messy. It might get messy and so who knows whether borders might be closed again or whatever. So uh, uh, it was a priority for me to be here before October 2. And um, certain certain attempts were made by adversarial energies to prevent me from coming here, uh, which obviously didn't work. The attempts were unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up uh, uh, taking my car well, my new car, in fact, because part of these uh, unsuc- unsuccessful attempts were to um, get me into an accident with my previous car that was totaled, so uh, I had to find a, wow. a new one, which ended up being a blessing, in fact, because uh, uh, I found a convertible, which is uh, the ideal type of car for uh, the hmm. place I'm here now. You know, with the, nice. For the kind of climate yeah. we have here, a convertible is absolutely great. And uh, it has a strong symbolic meaning for me as well, because all of a sudden you're not confined into your little box on wheels anymore. You are open to the vast. Yeah. And the land here has the same kind of meaning to me. What I mean by that is that uh, Portugal is the end of Europe. It's the place where the continental landmass of Europe meets the vastness of the ocean. Mm. And I am at that juncture point now. So, symbolically, in terms of the times we're in and what what, what we have committed ourselves to achieve, this has very meaning for me Mm. and I can tell this is where I was getting to um, I can tell that even though I've only been here for 12 days the moment I arrived it was so evident that the alchemy I have with this land is orders of magnitude more important than the one I had back in Belgium Right. Belgium has really nothing left for me. You know, uh, uh, it's like I couldn't feel anything anymore from from that land in Belgium. It, it, it felt yeah. completely dull. It felt empty. It felt like lifeless. And um, now there is my personal process that is part of that, of course. There is also the part that... Uh, that that's something I have shared with and heard from other people as well, 
that feeling of confinement, energetic confinement in Belgium, that is very present. Whereas here, you feel a much greater energetic freedom. So, uh, there is another energetic aspect that is present in this alchemy that uh, I'm not going to dwell on for the moment. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about that later. Um, It feels absolutely amazing to be somewhere where you feel that you are at the right place at the right time and that you are there for a purpose and that just the fact of being present there without even having to do any kind of specific work is already producing some big ripple effect. And one thing that I interpret as a side effect or manifestation of that is that um, when I arrived here the first day, the sky was absolutely pristine blue. And that lasted for about 24 hours, I would say. And after 24 hours, I started to see my first planes (laughs) unloading their chem contents uh, in the sky. And since then, uh, I've got the impression that it was almost constant activity. In uh, you wouldn't see them very often, but you could see the effect of their work uh, in the sky. Yeah, and today, yeah. maybe for the first time today, uh, you don't see them anymore. So there is a there is a pose. But to me, it really felt like these guys were actually trying to counteract the effect that my presence was having here. Mm-hmm. through uh, the alchemy of my energy with the energy of the land. Yes. And yes. that uh, they, they were making attempts to try and smother the environment the best they could in order to uh, to reverse that, mm. which I believe is pretty futile personally. But, uh, you know, these guys, they always have to try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> That that makes total sense too. When you're when you're in harmony in a location with Mother Earth that you should be at, and your light stands out so bright. Um, her light stands out mm-hmm. so bright as well. So it's like a blip on the radar. And hey, let's send out the planes and see what we can do. Yep. So yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really cool story, Mark. Um, and obviously real life situation. So thank you for sharing that. And. You know, you're bringing out such incredible information that people need to see. I mean, we all find excuses to stay put in the same location we've grown up as a kid and, and you know, and stay close uh-huh. to family and friends and we get scared to even want to leave them. And and we, we get docile and, and kind of tired and, and, you know, get into a routine that just buries us down and and we almost can't really see or feel our dreams. And so... You know, it's very inspiring to hear what you're sharing because it is so important to get into that harmonic place with Mother Earth and, and you know, where she wants you to be and where you're ultimately going to be your most powerful and most most clarity of, of your direction in this time. So, 
Yeah, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I you know, encourage everybody to, if you have a, an inkling to be somewhere else on, on this beautiful planet, you know, and we always right away think of, of the what if, the what if it doesn't work, what if this and that, because we're so programmed to think about lack in every such way, and I'm guilty of it too. So, but you know, just take the risk because you can't really see beyond, beyond what you see. You can't see behind uh, you can't see the, the radar screen behind and all the things that will start to line up when your energy is lining up with that location of Mother Earth. So you'll, things will just come to you that support your reason for being in a different location that's matching your heart. So, yeah, that's, that's very cool. That's, I can hear in your voice. I can hear, feel in your being, like your, your jubilance, your, your joy, your yeah. happiness. You know, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what I also want to share with uh, our listeners, indeed, I, I totally agree with what you just said, with the um, the fact that trust is rewarded when you just uh, decide to go with what your heart feels. That mm. kind of trust is usually, uh, unless there are some other issues at work, it's rewarded. And for me, since I've arrived here, well, I had decided to rent a vacation apartment first and to look for a more permanent place of residence uh, from here. Yeah. And so I just I picked an apartment on Airbnb. And I must say it's the most perfect, perfect place. Um, it's maybe not 100% perfect, but... There are, there are so many uh, so many features that are that feel perfect. Um, I'm here um, on a terrace right in front of the dunes, and beyond the dunes is the beach. <laughs> and there, there was also a lot of greenery around me, beautiful trees and flowers. Mm. And I realized a few days ago that if I went... Uh, um, a few hundred meters out of this uh, urbanization, as they call it here, so that cluster of buildings, it looks like I'm in the countryside. You know, I'm on hey, a kind of Mark, countryside, little roads. Yes, Mark. Just I want you're you're just getting That's, a little distorted, like the mic's too close to your mouth. If you can maybe just back okay. it off a bit, it'll be a little clearer. Yeah. Okay, no problem. And so um, I have found myself since I arrived here, not evaded at all. Yeah, another thing is that it's really quiet here. It is away from the center town. It is on the outskirts and it is super, super quiet. Uh, Despite the road that is uh, uh, down the street, uh, it is super quiet. Mm. So in Instead, I found myself not motivated to look for uh, my more permanent or semi-permanent place of residence. And for instance, uh, without looking for it, I became aware of an apartment in the neighboring little town slash village. And when I tried to go there to have a look at the environment, I found that the road was blocked. Hmm. Uh, One thing I always 
try to pay to to pay attention to the signs that are presenting themselves to right. me. Yeah. And you cannot you cannot direct your life based solely on signs because that can that can actually be misleading because it can be very tricky because it's not only your own being and Mother Earth that can send you signs, but uh, other forces that don't have your best interest at heart can also trigger situations on your path that are going to look like signs that are that are destined to yeah. uh, mislead you. I agree. So yeah. the signs, yeah. So so the signs will only be valid and useful if they match what you feel inside. Mm. And when, when there is a match, then uh, um, when, when you feel, when you have that feeling, when you come across a sign, that kind of feeling of recognition of, oh yes, and not in a, uh, not in a way that is overly exciting and buzzing, but in a kind of deeper flowing flowing, relaxed way, there was a flow to it. Yeah, there was a flow mm-hmm. to it. Then, then the signs are very reliable. And so uh, I took this roadblock as a sign that, okay, uh, it looked good, but it's not really, it was not really first choice for me to go there. Uh, but in despite of that, I made a big detour to go and have a look and uh, 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 I found that okay, it, it, it's an okay, it's an okay place, it's an okay environment. It's not a little shabby, but not my first choice. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the most amazing thing happened. There was a magpie that apparently made it its mission to draw my attention, and the tree that is right in front of my terrace here. By making some noise like magpies can make. And Mark, that made me you're, just distorting. That... you're just distorting again here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I repeat it. i repeat what I just said. Yeah, about um, the magpie. Yeah, that, that magpie seems to make it its mission <laughs> to draw my attention on that tree that is a few meters uh, across my terrace across the balcony mm. by making noise like my eyes can do and that made me realize that there is a nest right in front of my eyes on that tree that is right in front of the balcony really at eye, at eyesight height and then I went okay so I guess I'm supposed to make my nest here for some time you know longer mm. than I had expected and so uh, I negotiated a deal with the owner. Uh, um, uh, after a few days, we came to an agreement, and it is now decided I'm going to stay here for maybe two months, maybe a little bit more. But uh, I don't feel I have to go look for places and do research and search websites and uh, uh, go to all the uh, real estate agents in town. I rather feel that I have to let my place come to me. Mm. 
and that my my focus needs to be on something else at the moment. It needs to be on building my relationship with my environment here and uh, strengthening it and deepening it and um, and exploring it. And that situations will come online, you know, they will come into yeah. alignment if I do that. That's really cool. That's uh, another really good point, you know, um, being aware of your surroundings and being aware of the messages that the surroundings present, you know, you come across a roadblock and, and seeing the magpie in the nest and, and understanding, you know, the university or your university is telling you something, I need to nest here for a while. Now it's exactly, you know, exactly what it's about. And I've been doing that more myself too, you know, driving down the road and, and there's a little construction, there's a roadblock in front of me and I feel like I'm in a hurry to get, you know, to a certain de- destination. And, Okay, well, why is this roadblock here? Is 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 this not a good time for me to go, um, or does it mean I have to alter my timing so that it works out in a better favor for me by going down this detour? And and then sometimes, like you said too, it can be manipulated, manipulative uh, from uh, a different source. So, you know, following that guidance of what feels right and feels good, you know, you may have to find a way around that roadblock and actually just alter your timeline a little bit, or maybe it's not uh, the right day or moment to go to that destination too. So uh, yeah, really cool. Really appreciate that. Uh, That's a really good point to bring up for everybody. So um, yeah, it's, I think a question I think a lot of people have because we're all, you know, entrained into, okay, you know, I love to move, but, uh, you know, that we think about the what ifs, well, what about a job? You know, I, you know, the kind of mm-hmm. work I do doesn't exist over there or, and I think I talked about that before, you know, because the universe presents things when you get there, it won't show you things unless you get to where you resonate. And then when you resonate, your energy is so bright that, to attract all the good things into your life because you're in resonance with the location there. So it's a leap of faith yeah. that I, I believe a person has to take, which, which you did. And, you yeah. know, again, I can, can hear and feel it in you. Yeah. Um, I had some financial reserve, not, not a very big reserve, but uh, uh, enough at least to, uh, to get settled here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, even if you look at things in a very um, linear way, in a very down-to-earth way, you might say that nowadays it's easier because of uh, uh, all the possibilities there are to work long distance and to work online. It's um, yes. If, if you look at things under, uh, from that angle. Um, it's kind of easier nowadays to move than it was before, at least if you can find a way to, to work long distance, to work mm-hmm. online. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah. And uh, sorry, I'm just going to look a blank here before I was going to say, but yeah, totally. It's, there's, there's a lot more to do. 
Um, <clears throat> at, and, and at the same time, you know, we are beings of uh, um, that that want to co-create together and want to be with each other. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and like I agree, the technology is good, and there's the benevolent side of technology with Zoom and things like that. But um, I find it so good to get out with like-minded, like-soul people and and feel a hug oh, yeah. again. And then from that, I get such mm-hmm. empowerment. So I think that aspect reveals itself, too. Again, when you take a leap of faith and move to a different direction that, <clears throat> that your heart really loves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, some people are like, you know, well, I don't really know where my direction is. You know, I don't feel that that jubilance, that, that uh, joy when I look at really any part of, of the earth, you know. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of digging yourself out of, uh, out of, um, you know, what I've learned just because I've been jumping around the planet quite a bit too. And, and in Alberta too, from Calgary to Edmonton and working in different spots. And, and what I think really helps is if, uh, you know, people become more aware of energetic signatures of locations on, on the earth, even from, Mm -hmm. you know, one farmer field to another is a different total story. So I noticed down in the southern part of Alberta, where I was working in Calgary, it's closer to the mountain range and the airflow of the mountains is very, very clean and beautiful and clear and, and really moves. And mm. I see that I see the reflection in the people there, too. They move a lot more. There seems to be uh, more desire to get out and, and, and you know, meet people. Um, when I come to Edmonton area, where it's a lot more stagnant energy, it's further away from the mountain range, it's and it's more kind of boggy style lakes. Um, and, and around the lakes, you see these farmyards with old beat up trucks and rusting, decaying buildings falling apart. And I see that in people too. A lot of people just sit around and they always have excuses of not wanting to get up. Oh, I'm a little tired. I got to get up early for work in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. there's really a stagnant energy. A stagnant energy of bad thing? No, it's not. You know, if you need it in your journey at a certain time, it's definitely good for a rest and reflection on, on journeys and things like that. And, you know, and I'm here now in this area of stagnant energy. Um, but I know there's a reason for that. And I have to look at the reflection the universe is telling, telling me and, and that I need to, um, I really feel where I'm right now, it's quite a ways from the city. And, you know, I'm just working at a golf course. It's a very, very, really out in the middle of nowhere in nature. And there's cougars and bears and beautiful quietness and beautiful trees, especially in the autumn time of the year. So it's really, it's really deepening my, my connection with mother earth. It's just the ideal location for me to be with her. I, I, in in one aspect it is, but it's not quite through the right location. And I know that, but right now I know I'm here for a little bit because I'll ask myself the question where I'm staying, you know, or I'll just feel into it. Uh, am I going to be staying here? You know, as we know, all past, mm-hmm. present, future timelines already exist. Our future selves exist already. So um, we can tune into the future aspect of ourselves and know that, you know, if we're staying here longer than, then, you know, or we'll know what our timeline is anyways. So, um, yeah. I'm starting, yeah, so I'm starting to recognize because it almost felt like it's so stagnant, I couldn't really see where I was going. But now I'm starting to feel a nudge in my timeline as to where where I'm going. Because a lot of times the chess pieces have to be kind of changed around a bit. So sometimes, like you see, seen that roadblock, 
and and now you're nesting because you know in the background the chest pieces are arranging themselves so that the next phase mm-hmm. of your your movement is all of a sudden lined up and then you go you know and I just want to relate one little yeah. quick story yeah. before um, <clears throat> I, I love motorcycles I'm a motorcycle instructor I used to race Oops. Okay, I can't hear you anymore. Okay, that's weird. So I absolutely don't know whether you're still on. So <laughs> I don't know whether I'm supposed to keep talking or try to reconnect. And I don't know whether Michael is still here either. Okay. So what I'm tr- what I'm going to do is uh, uh, end this call and then call again, and we'll see what happens. Hey, Mark, how are you there? Hello, hello, Mark. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Mark, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just got totally cut off. Um, just totally cut off. Mm, I thought so. Really weird. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm pointing through Skype right now. Okay. <laughs> that's That makes two of us. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so Michael, I, I wasn't sure. I, I thought you had been cut off, but I wasn't sure. So I, I wasn't even sure whether people would hear me at all. Uh, but uh, I, I decided, I decided to start talking again, just in case. Good. So, yeah. but uh, I'd be glad to hand the mic over to you and to let you keep your. Um, to let you keep exploring the point you were in the process of exploring. Yeah, there was just uh, one little story I wanted to to bring um, forward, um, and I'm still I'm still trying to get um, or to understand exactly what happened. Like I, I got a good handle on it, but uh, um, like I was mentioning, I really love motorcycles, being an instructor and racer, and I particularly love. Uh, motorcycles so um, I bought one last year and I, I didn't really feel like I would be able to buy the machine because um, I'm going back and forth to Bali where my wife is and um, had been shutting down a lot of my life and, and so you know not having a lot of um, finances to really buy a bike but you know just for that I just like felt really good and I talked to the people and they said well let's get you to fill out a finance form and I thought to myself oh, I don't think it's really going to work but my surprise, it did work, and I was able to, you know, get a bike for a very small payment uh, per month, and um, so I really enjoyed it this summer, and uh, put some modifications on, and so on, and then became good friends with the guy, and he said to me, you know, if you find any kind of private bike, you can finance it through me, and it'll be no problem. So I put my other bike up for sale, and it wasn't selling, wasn't selling, but all of a sudden, this young girl came around and just loved it, and because um, I didn't really care if I sold her or not, I mean, I, I wanted a bigger bike business one I had was a little small for me. So I, I, I did sell it and 
then right away talked to my finance guy and told him what I wanted to want to get, got him the specifics of it and so on. And then all of a sudden, um, the bank that um, financed me before said, nope, nope, won't do it. And and apparently they're doing that to a lot of people. And then I've heard from friends of mine or they know people that have really, really good credit and they put a lot of money down and the bank is turning them down. So, you know, in a time of uh, this... Uh, uh, going on and this, um, the banks are uh, protecting themselves. They're, sure, they're putting a lot of, um, you know, a few ways I'll, we'll help you out with your credit card situation. Maybe we can consolidate along. But, you know, there's really this fluff on top, but behind it all, they, they will not help you out. There's there's really a disconnect from the banks to helping people out. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways what I did, I know it's important to keep moving energy and, and not get depressed or things like that. So, I tried another place and I explained the situation and um, and the camera quarterback that I, I know is be mine. And but um, and everything was really going good, but again I was denied and and it's really strange because I know the motorbike is supposed to be with me, like I feel it and it's like it should have happened. It should have happened. We should have been mm. together. The motorcycle should have been me. And you know, even though I kind of think I should let it go, all of a sudden, a few days later, it's like, you know, it's like I'm getting it. And so, again, it could be the same model from a different dealership or, or it could be done in a private way. I don't know, but just that you came across a roadblock sign, um, it's just a matter of timing. So, uh, for me, keep moving energy and keep that enthusiasm and that love that I have for doing that part of which makes me more uh, energetic, which helps me emanate my energies, which helps the world a lot more. So, you know, yep. it's important for all of us to be in our brand of joy. So, mm. well, I've learned to not, you know, get depressed by a situation like maybe I would have years ago by not getting uh, a joy that I really enjoy. <laughs> but, uh, now, I, I still feel the presence of that energy of that motorcycle around me, and I know it's coming into my life when I'm not sure, but um, I just know it's, it's it's important for us not to also be aggressive or too aggressive to get something and, and then create frustration. So it's about finding that flow and that alignment and, and recognizing what the universe is telling us to get to where we want to go. And then when we stay in that harmonic flow, and there's a lot of really good benefits that come along that journey. And again, it's all about the journey too. So, yeah, I just thought I'd share that. It was kind of neat. Um, I never experienced that kind of thing before where, where something is mine in a different parallel reality, but it's not quite here in this reality. So I really feel that it's quite different. That's, so that's really interesting. Sure. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting, and uh, it, it might have something to do with the merging of timelines that we are experiencing. Because, right. yeah, it seems that uh, many timelines are being in- integrated into this one. So uh, some people say that they are collapsing into this one, which might be a little bit dramatic, but. <laughs> I prefer to say that they are being integrated into this one. And um, you might have experienced 
uh, an effect of that. And you have, yeah. you might have experienced uh, a timeline that was getting so close to ours that it felt like uh, that that you were already there somehow, you know, that it was that it was already here somehow. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, and I agree with that. There's, um, you know, with what George talks about in compression, you know, everything we've mm-hmm. been and done in the universe is coming home to ourselves and all realities and parallel realities are are coming into this uh, integration of um, of this expression of what we are. So there, the, definitely the, the step over to that parallel reality of, of, things happening different in that reality um, it kind of reminds me of a Star Trek episode where Worf was in the USS Enterprise and he got trapped in this kind of um, um, in between dimensional states where any choice that was made affected the outcome of the journey ahead for the people he knew and then all of a sudden he was on an Enterprise that didn't have a Captain Picard who was actually killed in a in a different story in that mm-hmm. reality, and and, the, mm-hmm. and his first officer was actually the captain, and, and they knew he passed on a long time ago. And then another one where Picard was there, and, and it was a smaller Enterprise, and then all of a sudden, all these realities showed up on the view screen like stars everywhere. It's it's pretty neat. So I, I I agree with that. I feel like there's there's a you know, almost like a, like, almost like an infinite number of, of realities that can happen from any decision or change that we make in life. So they all exist, and, and aspects of us exist in those as well, too. So in another reality, I actually do have that bike, and I can feel that. I can feel I do indeed have that bike in another reality. So wow. That's really cool. You brought that wow. up. Yeah. You know, uh, it might be that uh, the more you allow yourself to feel that reality, the uh, quicker and easier it's going to be to integrate it into this one and to have the the motorcycle manifest into this one. Yeah, I agree. It's it's kind of like taking a sidestep over. And okay, I'm gonna play in this reality where I actually have like I can. It feels so close. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of things like that. I remember stopping at this beautiful stream in between Edmonton and Calgary, where I stopped for a break and go for a walk beside it. Just absolutely, you know, it's really gorgeous. And um, you know, I was there and I, uh, I felt all of Mother Earth, the stream, the wind, the vegetation, the trees, the birds. And it's just such a beautiful spot where, you know, tears come to the eyes. And then coming back, you know, a few days later, all of a sudden it was totally different. You know, it, it, the same picture was there, but there was no feeling. There was, there was no mm. substance at all. It was like a painting. And mm. so I went really deep into Mother Earth, and then and I could feel where, where all that substance came back again. And I could feel the vegetation, the trees, the air the sun, the sky, and, and the water, the fish, and, you know, all organic essence of life was present because I was there too. So 
we do have that ability to shift ourselves back into what is the natural order of life in the organic sense. So, uh, just one thing I want to mention before we're kind of into the last five minutes is um, myself, um, you know, for people out there, um, I really, my, my strong point in this time is helping people uh, respond to situations that are presented in their life and to think differently and thereby creating their realities going forward more with their energy of the emotional body, which is energy in motion. So um, if you're finding that you're getting caught in chaos or you know, living in a chaotic time, um, again, we're the creators of our experience. So, And that's done through the power of our emotional body, in my opinion. And so... If, if anybody needs help out there, don't hesitate to get in touch with me. And I'll give you my email address, which is musical, the word musical, M-U-S-I-C-A-L, the number one, the numeric number one, and at telus, T-E-L-U-S, and then .net. So musical one at telus.net. And uh, would love to help you out. Um, I charge $80 uh, for one-hour session and uh, $50 for half hour. And um, I'm mentoring some people right now, and um, you know I'm helping them, and they're also helping me. So um, just know that that's available to you, and uh, would love to help you out on your journey. Yeah, and I'm sure you're very good at it, Michael. And because because of the wisdom you have, and the, the love and compassion, and and the amazing level of perception that you have as well. I mean, you are. I find you really impressive for that matter, for the the depth, the depth, the depth, the depth. <laughs> certainly not the depth, the depth and the subtlety of a perception that you have, uh, multidimensionally speaking. I find that very impressive. So uh, that's, uh, I'm sure that that makes you even more uh, efficient and amazing as a coach. And well, thank you. I appreciate very... that. That means that means a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and in my experience, it's very much an alchemical process as well. You know, uh, the uh, the yeah. energy that we emanate through our hearts are having so much impact and so much uh, so much effect in ways that we uh, are not aware of. And I had mm-hmm. I had a demonstra- I had a demonstration of that a few a few days ago. You know, uh, um, someone reached out to me and to to Natalie, who's also uh, um, interested in George's work, and who's a good friend of mine. So uh, someone else in the community reached out to us because she was in a, she, she was finding herself in a really difficult situation and uh, unable to uh, overcome the very heavy emotions it was triggering in her. And uh, we had a conversation with her. And uh, after the conversation, she felt completely different. And over the next 24 Mm. hours, over the next 24 hours, she came back to her usual radiant self. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, uh, and two days later, the situation she was in completely reversed itself by itself. So 
the state we are in really determines uh, how the situations around us are going to uh, are going to unfold and, and evolve. It, it's so striking. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, um, as 